0: Hi, family. Thank you for tuning in for this week's incredibly special episode of Live Your Best Life with, of course, Mila's right. And my dear friend, my special guest joining me for today's conversation, in my opinion, is seriously one of the most powerful anointed women of God in the world right now. Her voice is extremely needed in this hour. She is a TV sh- show host. She's an international best-selling author. She has led thousands to Jesus. She has seen now and have documented many, many, many thousands of miracles around the nations. She's just an inspiration of Powerhouse. It's, of course, the amazing Katie Souza. Katie,
1: welcome. <laughs> Oh, I I thought you were were talking about yourself right now because I feel the same way about you. So I'm grateful to be here with you, my friend. I just love doing your broadcast and I love working with you. You and I uh, have this great combination together. I beat them up. You love them back to life. It's perfect. (laughs) it's So true. I remember when you first said that when we were doing stuff together, conferences
0: you said, I'll just whack them and deck them, Liz, and then you just go and cuddle them and back to life. I love that combo. It's just brilliant. I love it. I, I love this. Okay, and so I'm good. excited for what Holy Spirit's going to do in our conversation today. You so know, he's just been speaking in our international mentoring community and released the most powerful mm-hmm. ministry experience for everybody just seeing people coming powerfully free from altars so you said something that I thought okay let's jump off there because that's seriously important mm. one pack so that the body of Christ understands what you're talking about here so yeah. you said that witches take advantage of us they get access to us through the altars in our lives it's true yeah and that yeah. we need to get free from those altars so that we can move in powerful authority right mm. now. So That's can true. we start there Katie? Will you tell us what what are the altars and what does that mean? Right?
1: Okay, well, you know, we we most Christians I hope would know this that that witches and warlocks and wizards actually build physical altars which they bring sacrifices to to in order to saturate that altar altar with power. You know, animal sacrifices and lately a lot of human sacrifices are being made on the altars of demonic you know, spirits to build the power of that altar. So we, we, we all kind of understand that and it's from the power of the altars that they build that they curse us, that they seize us, that they release sickness against us, um, poverty, etc. But what we don't understand is it's not just the altars they build, it's the altars we're building. We're building altars in our lives that enable them to actually curse us from the altars inside of us and in our and in our everyday life. And so people will say, Well, well, what altars are you talking about? Well, Mm -hmm. number one is like the altars of trauma. Uh, The enemy is really good at creating storms. He's a storm maker. You know, you see that with Job, you know, the, the devil killed all of Job's servants and he stole all his livestock and herds, killed all his children, struck his body. And So what was he doing? He was building an altar of trauma in Job's life. And we know that actually succeeded because, you know, all that stuff happened in chapter one, and chapter two, chapter three, he takes the entire chapter, curse the day I was born, I wish I never saw the light of day, I, you know, curse my mother's breast, curse her womb, I wish I was miscarried. He, he's so traumatized. He's so wounded by the trauma that he's actually speaking it out now, all the pain in his soul throughout the entire book of Job he says, my my soul's vexed, my soul's bitter, my soul's pouring out." So the enemy will make all these storms like Satan did to Job in order to get us so wounded by the trauma. That's why we have to constantly be on the alert. How are we going to respond to this trauma? Are we going to get overwhelmed? Are we going to get bitter? Job got bitter, he said, "My soul is vexed, my soul is bitter." he got bitter about the trauma. A lot of us are doing that. We're getting so wounded by the crises and the circumstances that we allow ourselves to then get angry, angry at people, angry at ourselves, angry at God. It's like, you know, we get overtaken by now an altar of bitterness. That's also in common with witches because when Peter met up with Simon the sorcerer, and Simon the Sorcerer wanted to buy the presence of the Holy Spirit. he goes, you know, oh gosh, you know, I am going to release a judgment against you. You can't buy the gift of the Holy Spirit. And at the end, the last thing Peter said to him was was a judgment of why Simon would want to do that in the first place. Why he'd even become a sorcerer in the first place. He said, I see you have a bitter iniquity in your heart. So see, bitterness is totally connected to witchcraft. So if we allow ourselves to get wounded by trauma, And then we allow ourselves to get bitter by the trauma. We built an altar of bitterness. We built an altar of trauma in our lives. And those it's in common with the witchcraft. You know, Simon became a witch or a sorcerer because he was bitter. The witches I meet, the witches I have had battles with and encounters with, they're all so bitter. And it's normally because so many of them have been through so much trauma in their life. They've been molested. They've been abused. They've been rejected. And all that trauma, because they never got healed of it, it formed an altar in their soul. They allowed themselves to get bitter, and then in comes the witchcraft spirit to control them and makes them turn towards the dark side. We got to get rid of these altars. In, in 2 Kings 13, there's a story about Jeroboam. He was an evil king. He was an Israelite. He was in the Northern Kingdom, and he erected an evil altar. In the nation that people were coming to to bring their demonic sacrifices to. And he was an attendant to that altar. It says in the beginning of that chapter that he was burning incense in front of that altar. And it, see, we become attendants to altars. We start attending to our trauma. We start feeding our bitterness, talking about people, being upset, talking more and more about what happened to us. And then this happened and then that happened. We not only let ourselves get wounded and remain wounded then we start attending to the altar allowing ourselves to talk more and more about that person and talk more and more about what happened to us and get more and more bitter and text people and email people then this happened then that happened we start attending to those altars and it builds the strength of the altar so there he is he's built he's burning incense (laughs) releasing his prayers and then here comes the man of god to the altar and here goes the man of god the prophet to judge the altar saying Josiah is going to come, the altar is going to break apart, pour out ashes right now, become non-effective. And it says that Cherubim got so worked up, he stood by the altar and it it says, quote, this is a quote, from the altar, he stretched forth his hand and said, seize the man of God. See, when we build and attend to these altars of trauma and bitterness in our life, then these witches can extend their hand From the power of the altar to curse us, to seize us, to bring sickness upon us and steal our finances and break apart our marriages and attack our children and sabotage our businesses. We have to judge these altars. We have to stop attending to them, first of all, and then we have to judge them like the prophet did command them to break apart, pour ashes. Now, because the prophet came to do that, when, when Jeroboam Reached out his hand from the altar, the power of the altar, to command that man to be seized. His hand withered up and he couldn't even pull it back. It's like, see, the prophet didn't have any altars in his life. He came to judge the altar. We have to start judging the altars of trauma, the altars of bitterness in our lives. And then when that witch or warlock or sorcerer tries to curse us from the altars that are in our mind, of the trauma or in our emotions where we've allowed ourselves to get so worked up and emotional, the power of their curse will wither up. And you know, if they repent, then it says that when the king repented, his hand was restored to him. But we we have to begin to be like the prophet. You know, 1 Corinthians 6 says, are we not called to judge angels and all the things of the world? How much more even the smallest matters of life? We have to start taking our place in the courts of heaven, not as a defendant or a prosecuting attorney where we're, that person did this to me, that person did that to me. We have to start instead judging. We Don't be a defendant anymore. Don't be a prosecutor anymore. Be a judge and start judging everything that doesn't line up with what Christ won for us at the cross. And that includes judging first ourselves. We're not supposed to judge people. Judge not, lest he be judged but we're supposed to judge what's going on in us. That's what Paul said in Corinthians when he talked about serving communion. He said, if you judge yourself first, you will not face divine judgment. So we have to start judging these altars, judging the trauma, judging judging the bitterness, repenting for receiving the blood, receiving the cleansing, receiving the fire of God, the life of Christ. We have Christ in us. If we turn our focus on our union with Christ and let him flow out, rivers of living water will come out and flow into the places where we have trauma stored in our mind or our emotions or our physical bodies. Our physical bodies hold on to trauma. Matter, you know, matter holds memory. The body will hold on to the trauma. We have to start judging those things, releasing blood, partaking of the communion, worshiping, being in union with Christ so that we can get the healing.
0: Oh my gosh, Katie. Oh, guys, I mean, what you've just shared, Katie, is life transforming perspective because this is how the enemy operates and gets access to us and brings death and destruction and whatever Mm. he can do when he has access to us. Okay, I want to do something seriously powerful here, Katie. I want to, because I know when you teach this and you lead people through this, you've led Mm. thousands, tens of thousands of people to freedom yeah you you are yeah. living proof that this works from your own testimony which is profound in itself massively inspirational oh, and yeah. yeah you're a living miracle yourself i yes. want to spend the rest of the time here for oh, you guys i want this to be a moment of freedom for you guys will you lead us through this katie
1: yes absolutely so uh, in agreement it it takes recognition first okay like mm-hmm. what trauma or stress or crises have you allowed yourself to hold on to you, you, let the holy spirit minister to you right now the holy spirit brings everything to remembrance right and maybe you thought well i've already let that go i've already forgiven that person i'm not bitter anymore i'm not traumatized i'm over it but maybe it's not Maybe you're saying that as a survivor. Christians are survivors. We want to do the right thing. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let the Holy Spirit tell you the truth. Have you really, are you really fine? Or have you still held on to that? Still held on to that horrible thing that happened to you? Have you still held on to the person, you know, bitterness and resentment and offense of the person that was involved in that horrible thing? You know, now's your moment to let it go. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit is called the Comforter comforter for a reason because when he starts flowing out the quickening power of his presence you know every part of you gets quickened your mind your will and your emotions get become whole and healed your body and and your and he starts releasing the comfort of him to heal you and bring wholeness in that area so just close your eyes put your hand on your belly and your heart maybe even your head maybe you've been attacked by endless demonic chatter in your mind that comes from the trauma That comes from the altar of trauma that's inside of you. It comes from the altar of bitterness that's inside of you that the enemy's operating off of. So just put your hand right here on your heart and just say, Holy Spirit, I repent of holding on to trauma. I repent of holding on to bitterness, resentment, offense. I am going to get healed in this moment. Say, I've come here to judge The altars of trauma and bitterness that are inside my soul that are allowing witchcraft to curse me. Remember, the cause is cursed; cannot lie, guys. Let's remove the cause right now. Amen. Just say, Lord Jesus, I release your spirit to flow into every part of my mind to erase the thoughts and the memories of the trauma. To my will to destroy the altars that are in my soul that came from trauma that are controlling my choices negatively and I release the flow the rivers of living water of the Holy Spirit into my emotions to wipe out and erase and eradicate the altars of trauma that are controlling my emotions, that are allowing the witchcraft to curse me. Lord God, fill me. Fill me from my inner man outward, where I'm in union with Christ. He's never traumatized. He died for all the trauma and all the bitterness. Say, flow the power outward into my emotions as I judge that altar of trauma that's controlling my emotions. Say, I command it to break apart, to pour out ashes, become non-effective in my life so that the witchcraft cannot stretch their hand from that altar to seize me and curse me. Say, in Jesus' name, I decree that the power of the Spirit is breaking apart those altars now and say, and I release and receive the blood of Jesus to wash away anger, resentment, bitterness, everything that I have in common with witchcraft and any other demonic device in Jesus' name. Say, Simon the Sorcerer was involved in witchcraft because he was bitter. Say, I renounce bitterness. I renounce. That altar and the activity on it that's associated with anything connected to witchcraft in the name of Jesus now. Thank you, Lord, right now, right now, right now. Now, I want you right now where you're at. I want you to start forgiving that person that you're angry at. I want you to start letting go of that trauma. Stop talking about it. Stop being an attendant to the altar. Stop attending the altar by keeping on thinking about that trauma, talking about that trauma, emailing people about that trauma, calling people and telling them about that trauma. Break your agreement with being an attendant to the altar, with talking about that person, sharing gossip about them. T- well, you know, they did this now and they did that now, telling your friends. And, you know, I like to say out of the, abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, but also the abundance of the thumbs, the mouth, the heart speaks. When you're texting people, break your agreement. Say, I will not be an attendant to the altar of trauma and bitterness anymore. Say, I break my agreement with it. I will not talk about that anymore. I forgive. I repent of bitterness and offense and all other sins. And I will not go back and rebuild the altar. It is judged. Come on, keep praying with me. It is judged. It's broken apart. And it's pouring out ashes in the name of Jesus now. Now. Now, and now I break that trauma off of you. I command every tree, every tree of trauma that's in your mind and your emotions, every altar of trauma, I touch it right now. I touch it. I command it to break apart. I command it to pour out ashes. I command it to become non-effective right now. I speak to that demonic spirit that's reaching out from the altar using the power of that altar to curse you. And I break that assignment, I cast that spirit out, I cast it out now in the name of Jesus, every witchcraft spirit, and every idolatrous spirit. That's right. You need to repent for idolatry too and I'll tell you why. Because Jezebel got her power from the idols that she worshiped, okay? Now if you have idols in your life that you have run to because you're so hurt from all the trauma that you're like, oh man, you know what, eating makes you feel better. Food makes me feel better. Social media makes me feel better. I'm so wounded by that trauma. I'm going to turn stuff into idols now. I'm going to binge watch TV. I'm going to be endlessly on social media. Okay, I'm going to shop and shop until my fingers drop, putting stuff into the cart. You need to repent of your idols right now because that altar to those idols is empowering. It's empowering those witches to stretch out their hand from the altar of your idolatry that you formed from the trauma to comfort your soul. And they're stretching out their hand to curse you. Repent of idolatry right now think of all your idols right now repent of it right now right now and command those altars with me right now just say right now in Jesus name I judge the altars of idolatry that are in my life that were formed when I needed comfort for my wounded soul comfort from all the trauma I've been through I break my agreement say it I break my agreement with those idols I don't need them anymore all I need is Christ He causes me to never hunger and never thirst, never hunger and never thirst. I receive Christ only. i break my agreement and I renounce idolatry in the name of Jesus right now, right now.
0: Wow. Thank
1: you. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. We are in agreement. I am agreeing. Ooh, I can see like rivers of glory flooding mm. out from the spirit of God inside of each one of your spirits right now. As Katie's been praying and leading you through that, that I can see the glory of God literally rivers, rivers releasing through every system and every cell, every part of you. Oof, releasing purity wow 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 cleansing healing restoring restorative power whoa thank you jesus thank you jesus i can feel it actually i can feel the purity katie thank you, feel the purity yes feel the like uh, the the glory feels like healing oils just the warmth mm. comfort of who jesus is inside mm. bringing the one who is the alpha and omega who is your creator my creator Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah
1: there's mm-hmm. a there's a scripture in the good news it's a gwc translation it says that for this very reason christ died to deliver us our weak minds, souls and consciousness from idols. So Jesus has died for all this. He's already done it guys. Partake the crown of thorns on his head. That was him dying for the idols. we're, We're running to these idols to make ourselves feel better the trauma but it's allowing the witchcraft to curse us. Jezebel got her power from the idols she worshiped. So but remember Christ he already did it he wore the crown of thorns you know the bible says that don't let the people of the promised land drive them out because if you start following after their idols they'll become thorns in your side and in your eyes don't let that happen reach towards christ he can bring you the satisfaction he's already done it you'll never hunger and thirst with him because he died for your idols to be removed from your soul. You don't need to run to those for comfort from your trauma. Run to him. He's there, right there, inside of you right now, waiting to comfort you, waiting to heal you. Uh, oh my gosh, powerful. Thank oh my Jesus.
0: And when you were saying that, then the scripture that just came also into my mm. spirit, Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot, blemish or wrinkle. Spot, blemish or wrinkle <laughs> with absolutely no imperfection in spot. any one of us completely whole, nothing missing, integrated, restored, flooded with light, radiating the nature of Jesus as your own authentic expression, Holy enemy having absolutely no agreement in us, just like Jesus said, the enemy has no power over me, he has no place in me because he had no agreement, there was nothing, there was nothing that the enemy, there were no altars in Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank hey, Katie. There was nothing yes. in Jesus that allowed the enemy to have access or influence yes. in any way or impact in any way. And the same Jesus is inside each one of us now, right? He is the power and strength. Holy Spirit, when we get deceived into relying in those weaker moments and through our pain on idols, like you said, Katie, we become so vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy and it's a deception. Jesus wants to be the one who meets all of our needs, especially Mm. right now in this hour, we are, you may feel that you've beaten down and you're weak and overwhelmed, but actually Holy Spirit is rising strong inside you right now. And even when what you have just experienced that, massive shift that's just happened in your life Holy Spirit wow 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 your life is changing. to reset you again into a greater degree of freedom and power and being able to I believe we're in the time Katie where we're all going to be able to start to say Satan has no place in me mm. no, he has no power over me in agreement with Jesus's words like the scripture says as Jesus is so are we in this mm. Everything we see in the life of Jesus is our inheritance now. And he said, Satan has no place in me,
1: therefore not over me. Uh, The greatest altar is the cross. The greatest altar is the cross. Jesus already cleansed every altar through his work on the cross. I mean, he's the lamb slain on the altar in heaven from the foundation. It's been, it's, the blood has been poured out in heaven and on earth. There's no reason why we cannot defeat these altars. We don't have to submit to trauma. Sin has no dominion over us. The Bible says in Colossians that he's made its power, sin's power extinct, totally extinct. So we don't have to submit to the power of sin, to being lured in. It, it, sin to allow yourself to, to continue to be traumatized. You can stop it. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. You can release the Holy Spirit every time you feel an inkling of trauma. You can release the Holy Spirit. You can release the blood. You can cleanse it so that no altar ever gets formed in you. It, it, you know, Christ has done the work and He has made the power of sin extinct and to no effect. So we don't have to submit to bitterness. We, we can choose through the power of the cross to say, I will not get bitter. I do not have to submit to building an altar of bitterness in my heart. I, I don't have to submit to idolatry. That power of that sin has been made extinct. I don't have to submit to it. I can, I can step into the altar that Christ, where he has cleansed of everything with his blood. So Christ has already made the way for us. Now we just must step in to the glory of, of what he's accomplished.
0: Yeah. This is the power of the gospel, isn't it? This is the pure, undiluted gospel, the privilege of the, the life that we can live now. This is who we are now. The fact that we have access to his glory constantly. He's like one glance away right as soon as our conscious awareness comes back onto the truth that christ is within us oh holy
1: oh, receive the benefit wow I feel holy spirit from that mm, man yeah, yeah i mean I think there was an imputation an imputation that happened when he he took on everything uh, in our souls too i love how isaiah of 53 says and he will see uh, in fact i I don't know if I have time, but I just want to read it really quick because we don't have to deal. We don't have to put up with anything, any woundedness in our soul because Christ already took it. It says in Isaiah 53 that it it pleased God to offer up. Jesus's soul for sin and that he would see the payment of his sacrifice of his soul. So it wasn't just Jesus's body that hung on the cross. He took on everything in our wounded souls, the idolatry, the bitterness, the trauma, he took it with him to the cross. That's why it says in Matthew 16 that, I mean, Matthew, um, that, that he took on our, our sicknesses and our infirmities. That sounds like the same thing, but it's not infirmities means weakness of our body and our soul. He took on the sin in our soul. That's why he was, his soul was in agony in the garden. He was already feeling the weight of taking on all of our trauma and our idolatry and our bitterness and our offense and everything else. He was feeling the weight. That's why he sweated drops of blood in the garden because he took on the pain in our souls and he will see the fruit, the manifestation of the sacrifice of his soul too. When we start appropriating the cleansing and wholeness and purity and perfection of Christ's soul that has been imputed and exchanged for ours, which is why we are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Ah,
0: just amazing. 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 Jesus. That's it, isn't it? He imputed to us righteousness and mm-hmm. we're to draw on glory within We're glory carriers, we're carriers mm-hmm. of God, right? We're carriers of God. We are the temple of the Holy spirit. And as we draw on the life of Christ now inside of us, We overcome sin and death and all degeneration, Mm. sickness and lack because it doesn't exist in Christ. Christ Christ is within us. And the scripture says it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. So the, the impact of that now means that you can live a victorious life, Holy Spirit. Blooded with righteousness, free from the enemy's activities. Like you said, Katie, free from bitterness, mm. from fear, from mm. anger, from resentment, from toxic thinking, from sickness of body, soul, or spirit. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh, <sighs> Katie, we're going to have to stop. I, we need to do part two because we could just and flow. It's super powerful what you're saying. This is part the two. guys, and the Lord is causing all of us to rise up strong yes. and whole and radiant and living epistles of hope that are shining Christ into a really dark world right now. Mm. And that's essential and it's our privilege. And so, Amen. Aren't we? Katie, I on know. that, everything you've said, you are just a powerhouse. You're amazing. What a blessing to the body of Christ. Oh, I love
1: you, my friend. Thank you for having me again. I love it. I love you too. And we'll do
0: part two of this one for sure. <laughs> Sounds terrific. Yeah. And guys, thank you for giving us your precious time. We are wrapping you in prayer. We are great for your freedom today. And I can't wait to be with you again next week. We'll see what Jesus is going to do next week. Love you all. Bye for now. We have made warfare so complicated, but it's not We've been in the mindset quite largely of a big God and a big enemy, but we don't have a big enemy. Our enemy was created by God and he is now defeated. And because of that, we don't live for victory, we live from victory. Armchair warfare is all about learning how to live victoriously from the internal seat of You're not just going to learn truths in this course, you're going to be empowered to walk in the fullness of your identity and your authority. You are going to walk in the revelation of who Jesus is as King, and that as King, He now resides inside of you. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, He birthed a new creation. Through this course, you are going to enter into the experience of that as your reality.